Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. I got a message um, about a potential How-To Tuesday. I thought it was kind of funny. It said something to the order of, you know, I thought I was putting all this pressure on these fish and I turn around and the guide says, you're going to have to really pull on that fish. You're putting no pressure on them. He's like, I thought I was really pulling hard, but apparently I was putting no pressure on them. Can you help me to learn how to pull, pull on a fish? Okay. So I'm imagining that this guy went tarpon fishing. He is trying hard to pull on a tarpon with a fly rod, but he, he just doesn't know quite how to do it. So we'll quickly go over this. It could, this could be a, uh, a full length podcast, uh, for sure on, on techniques on how to pull hard. But here's the thing that you need to remember with a fly rod. A fly rod is a very long nine feet, usually very flexible lever, right? Trout fly rods are designed for casting and they're designed to protect the tippet. It's a big shock absorber, right? You're using tiny little little two-pound line, four-pound line, and you're trying to catch a big fish with a very small uh, fly. Now take that and extrapolate that up to a tarpon rod, and a tarpon rod has to have um, slightly different kind of characteristics while maintaining some of the same. You need to be able to cast well with it. And today's rods cast very, very well. There is kind of a fine balance to making that rod a, a good fish fighting tool, or is it just a good casting tool? Well, people that know how to do this know how to do both. And a fly rod is a compromise. It's going to be able to deliver the fly well, but it has inherent disadvantages for fighting a fish. One is that it's very flexible. Another is that it's very long. So if you want to put 
pressure on a tarpon, first of all, I suggest that you read Andy Mill's book um, and watch some videos with Andy Mill. Andy Mill, if you don't know who he is, is one of the best tarpon fishermen alive. He has caught a lot of tarpon. He's done a tremendous amount of tarpon fishing, and he's done a tremendous amount of um, practice research on how he can pull not the maximum, but exactly what he wants because he also, you know, fishes in a lot of tournaments and they, they call for 16 pound or 12 pound tippet. So he wants to be able to pull just under that, that amount of pressure that it would take to break that line, but do that while putting the maximum amount of pressure that the line will allow on the tarpon. Most tarpon fishermen are nowhere near that level. Nowhere near that level. They would be lucky to be putting four or five pounds of pressure on a tarpon. And then what happens is they put a hundred pounds of pressure on them when they don't let the reel go in time and snap. There goes either the fly line breaks or the leader breaks or the tippet breaks or something breaks, the hook breaks, something breaks. Uh, a, an angler like Andy Mill or any of these other anglers that are fishing, you know, for world records and fishing in these tournaments are extremely um, skilled and practiced in the amount of pressure that they're putting on a fish. So how did they get that way? Um, through a lot of trial and effort, uh, <laughs> effort, through a lot of trial and error, probably more error, uh, they broke a lot of fish off. They, you know, in the case of Andy Mill, I know that he has spent a lot of time um, on this little device that he has kind of created. And the device is simple. It's a dumbbell of the different weights that he wants to pull. So let's just say he's going to fish 12-pound uh, tippet. He might have a 10-pound dumbbell or an 8-pound dumbbell. And it sits kind of under the, under a table. It's a tied to a leader onto his fly line. And then that fly line goes up to the bottom of a table where there's a pulley. And then it goes out to where he's standing, about 30 or 40 feet away. And Andy can pull on the line with the fly rod and the whole setup like he would normally have. And when he sees that that weight is coming off the ground, obviously he's pulling 10 pounds of pressure or 8 pounds of pressure, how much ever that weight is. You need to do this. You need to do this either with a weight or with a scale. The thing that Andy came up with, which is genius, is um, something that he can do alone. He can practice it anytime. He doesn't need someone else there to be holding the scale and reading the numbers off to him. Because while you may think it's super interesting, your wife's only going to be out there with you for uh, a, a half an hour. It takes way more practice than that. It takes... Um, hours and hours and hours and days and days and days of practice to get the feel of being able to pull this exact amount every time. Then you throw into it, well, I fish with five different rods and each of these is slightly different. So each of them has a slightly different feel. So his little setup is, is genius because he can be out there and he can watch that weight come off the ground. He knows exactly how much he's pulling. If he pulls too hard, he breaks the line. If he doesn't, then the weight won't come off the ground. So that's a great setup and it's simple. You can, you can have this with, a, with a, an eye hook, um, a pulley. And, and a dumbbell that you can find at a garage sale, you can, you can have this whole setup for 
less than $20 probably. Um, and this is the setup that it would be very advantageous for you to, to, uh, pull on if you're going to be doing some fly rod tarpon trips, fly rod bonefish trips, fly rod permit trips. Um, and even with a spinning rod, the same thing holds true. A spinning rod is a little bit better fighting tool than a fly rod. Um, but still you've got to know how hard to pull when you're pulling too hard and when you're not pulling hard enough. So the main thing to think about, let's just take a fly rod for the, for first, uh, example. The main thing to think about is that this long, long, flexible, uh, wand for better lack of a better term is just a lever, right? You have a flexible lever. So when you're pulling back and that rod has a tremendous amount of bend in it, it feels like you're pulling a ton, but on the other end, you're hardly pulling at all. In fact, the way to get the most pressure is to eliminate the rod entirely and just pull straight on the fly line. Just just pulls, pull with a straight pull on the fly line. And if you have a scale there or you're doing it with this, this, um, this dumbbell, you can easily see that you pull and the weight comes right off the ground. And I'm talking about just having your hand wrapped around the fly line and just pulling the line straight. No rod whatsoever. It's a good thing to do that too, because now you uh, start to realize, oh, there's stretch in the fly line. There's stretch in the leader. It, I have to pull out this stretch before I can get that weight to come off the ground. And once I do, then uh, it will actually come up off the ground. And it's not coming off the ground until I'm pulling the 10 pounds, right? So now you put the rod in your hand and you, you try to eliminate the rod as much as possible by just standing with the rod pointed exactly straight and you just back up while you're cupping the reel, okay? That will also pull the, pull the weight off the ground. So somebody might say, well, why don't you just fight a fish like that? Why don't you just point the rod at him? Because it's also very easy for you to pull way too hard and break the fish off, no matter what tippet you're holding. If that fish turns and goes, and you're sitting there holding the rod straight to the fish, cupping the reel, you're giving it no slack, and it will break. So there's a, there's a balance. You need to use the rod for what it's good for. It's a shock absorber, but you also need to use, you know, get away from the things that the rod is the worst at. And that is that it's a very flexible lever. So you're pulling back and the more bend you have in that rod, the less pressure you're putting on the fish. You want a slight bend from the cork going down to the water and the 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 straighter that rod the more pressure you're putting on the fish now obviously if if you're pointing it up in the air and it's straight and the line is slack you're putting no pressure on the fish i'm talking about when you are when you have a tight line and you can either have that rod bent double or you can reel down and reel in a lot of that that uh that line and as you're reeling and you're pointing towards the fish now you're putting some pressure on that fish. Now, when you pull back, you can see the dumbbell come up off the ground. You can pull sideways with a low rod angle and a lot and very little bend in the rod. And you can see that you can very easily pick up that dumbbell. Do it the other way. You can very easily pick up the dumbbell. You also need to be practicing being ready, holding the reel in a way that you can easily and quickly let it go. 
So you're putting pressure on the bottom of the reel, your thumb's out of the way. So if that fish does turn and surge, which it will, you simply just relieve a little bit of the pressure and let him take off. When he slows down, you do the exact same thing. You pull, pull, you know, you take the bend out of the rod, you point more directly at the fish, you start bringing in the slack, and you start pulling in a manner that is putting the amount of pressure on it that your leader will allow, and that will be the maximum amount of pressure that you can do it without breaking the line. That's how you're going to land a tarpon quickly. People that are fighting these tarpon for, you know, two hours, you're fighting them for two hours because it's like a dog on a leash. And of course, there's some really badass tarpon out there that um, just for whatever reason, the way they're hooked or just, they're just mean. And you can see a very experienced fisherman just have a really, really hard time with a, with a certain fish. And sometimes that fish isn't even the biggest one of the season or whatever. Maybe it's a mid-sized fish that just fights super hard. And, uh, and you know the angler on the bow is doing a good job, but the fish is just not coming in. Okay, there are fish like that. But for the most part, you pull hard on a fish, you should be able to land that fish in 15 minutes. Any flats fish even big tarpon, even big tarpon. And when you see somebody that's very good at it, do it. They whip the fish like it's, it, it happens so fast. And um, it's a beautiful thing to watch. And it's a painful thing to watch somebody put zero pressure on the fish, but tons of pressure on themselves. They're sweating. They're, they're, they're pulling as hard as they can. They feel like their arms are going to uh, give up. They, they're, they are not used to being in an isometric uh, hold where you're not moving. You're just holding something tight for a while. People get cramps. It's crazy. But it all comes back to that's a controllable factor. You can control that by practice. You can create this same little device that Andy Mill did, and you can practice in your garage. You can practice in your living room. You can practice at home. Before you go on one of these trips, you're going to be um, very well received by the guides because you know how to fight a fish well. You're going to be very well received by the fish because you're fighting them quickly and releasing them uh, healthy. So that could be confusing. I really don't know how this one's going to turn out, but I had to give it a shot. I had to give it a shot to talk about fish fighting techniques. We can do way more of these if you want. Send me an email, podcast at saltmore. Sorry, podcast at saltwaterexperience.com. Let me know what you thought about this. Uh, if you have some suggestions of other things that we should talk about, do that too. Send those. And uh, if you could, take just a second, go rate and review this podcast on iTunes. That does a lot to get the podcast out to more people. And uh, that's what we want to do. It's, a, it's an incredible audience. You guys are amazing. And I love hearing from you. All right. That's my attempt at this one for this week, how to fight a fish, how to put maximum pressure on a, on a tarpon with a fly rod and a spinning rod. All right, see you next week. <laughs>